Hey there fellow geeks and nerds, Gareth here. Just a reminder before the show starts that we are accessible on all the usual social media haunts. Facebook, you can find us on facebook.com slash thegeeksjournal. Instagram, at thegeeksjournal. Twitter, at geeksjournaluk. The Geeks Journal is available on most podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, you get the picture. So please, feel free to share and recommend to anyone you think might enjoy it as much as I hope you are too. If the moment should take your fancy, leave a little comment or review. Apparently it helps. I have no idea how, but apparently it does. Thanks for sticking with me through all the boring spiel. And now, on with the show. Greetings and salutations, fellow geeks and nerds. I'm your host, Gareth, and welcome to what is simply a historic landmark in the Geeks Journal podcast. For the first time ever, since we started this little project two years ago, we are physically around a table together. Unbelievable. Also, can we take a moment to appreciate two years? Are you, are you that's, joking? That's quite impressive. Mental. I'm more impressed with how you managed to like deliver all that entire spiel whilst being sat at the table and not moving your mouth. I know, right? It's amazing. Quite the impressive. power of technology is incredible. Now, unfortunately, we do need to say that Damien sadly cannot be with us tonight to make this a full house. However, I am joined by the rest of the collective to break this whole thing down. Lee, Luke and Ollie. Gentlemen, hello. 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 So, listeners, the format for this episode is going to be a little off-piste compared to usual. Uh, we've not watched this movie in preparation. Given the potential batshittery of this movie, we decided it would be more fun to watch it in person. So we're going to have a, a little date night tonight, I think. You know, we're going to have a little... Two drink minimum. Two drink minimum. We're going to have a little chat, a little preamble. <laughs> Whose fault is uh -oh. that? <laughs> You're three in already. <laughs> it, it, it should be noted that we are joking. Yes, that. yeah. Be responsible. Apart from me, because we're in my house, so I don't have to be. And I got a lift, so yeah. And Lee got a lift, so it's fine. But anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little chat, a little preamble right now. Then we're going to go off and watch the movie and then come right back and tell you all about it. Now, as some of you may be aware from our last episode, this time around we are diving hard into the 1978 sci-fi movie, quote-unquote, Star Crash. Now... <laughs> Even the name. I know, right? <laughs> now, the plot is relatively simple. An outlaw smuggler and her alien companion are recruited by the Emperor of the Galaxy to rescue his son and destroy a secret weapon by the evil Count Zarthan. Now, wait, wait hang on a second. Sounds a little familiar, doesn't so, it? So, wait, so we have a smuggler and a non-human companion who look to destroy an evil dictator's secret weapon while saving a young member of a royal family. <laughs> no, 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 sorry, sorry. That, that, that song costs way too much. We can't play the whole of that. We can't do that. <laughs> Is it Spaceballs? <laughs> <laughs> so... In regards to uh, casting for this movie, the smuggler in question is played by Caroline Munro, a British actress known for such movies as Dracula AD 1972 from Hammer Horror, The Spy Who Loved Me, one of the um, James Bond movies, and The Golden Voyage of Sinbad, which I believe was a, a Ray Harryhausen production. Now, bizarrely, the evil emperor of this movie is played by Christopher Plummer, and the prince, who is going to be saved by this smuggler, 
is none other than uh, former German pop icon David Hasselhoff. <laughs> the Hoff himself. The Hoff himself. Why is he? Hang on. He's the be- one being rescued. He's the prince. That's okay. That that's interesting. But I would have expected him to be the rugged action hero. So, do, so did I. Yeah. Mm. Oh, sexist card played. Mm. See, well, I, just I didn't know any about this. Because all I saw... You picked the damn thing. Well, yes, exactly. So I was browsing through Amazon. (laughs) Like you do. As I do, looking for like a really cheesy film for us to watch. And I was like, oh, David Hasselhoff with a... Is that a lightsaber? (laughs) This is going to stir some some feelings. (laughs) Right, okay. Wait, what? Wait, what? Stirring in his loins. Stirring in my loins. (laughs) Ollie's like, I don't know whether to be confused, angry, horny. What's going on here? (laughs) All, of the, all three. All, yeah. of the above. all three. There's nothing wrong. Any, like, like, you know, whatever works. But Ollie, so before we go off and watch the movie in a minute, I, I, I just want to get a general feeling of what people are, are, are feeling. So, like, like surely by the poster alone that we looked at last episode. But Ollie, I want to come to you first, as this was your choice, which means that this may also be your last recording with us for a while. <laughs> so my question is simple, and actually one word: why? Two words: why not? Touche. It, it was a simple case of I was searching for a particular film on Amazon and under the suggested films, this absolute like beauty came up. It, all it said was Star Crash. It had David Hasselhoff and it just said sci-fi. So I thought, right, well, this is in the same era as Star Wars. It has a similar storyline. What an absolute ripoff this is going to be. So it's going to be star crash and burn i imagine is what, is what this film is going to be I, I just couldn't resist after my previous choice of spirited away which was a very like actually good act, yes actually good very like <laughs> you took a very cerebral animated lovely movie to watch and you brought us this potential pile of shite well i, I just wanted the juxtaposition <laughs> Actual lemon i just i just thought it'd be really enjoyable just to get in for some absolute trash fantastic Fantastic, um, uh, Lee, Luke. Any 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 starters for ten? Any any thoughts behind it first, Luke? No, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, what have we done in, done done to you to make us have to sit and watch this? Um, I use this potential to be a, a lemon, but you ne- you never know. It could be one of those surprise hidden films. Well, it might be um, the greatest film of all time. I mean, all we know. it, it might, does might take the, a lot to really upset me when it comes to films. I so. mean, I I I think you. Really, really optimistic there. I admire the optimism behind greatest movie of all time. I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating somewhat, but I've, I'm going in completely blind here. I've not even looked at the poster, mm. so I have zero clue on this. Oh, well, I don't want to tank you. This is the thing, right? I deliberately didn't look at the poster because yeah, okay, I didn't yeah, want yeah, to yeah. taint my kind of yep. um, judgment of it. Well, no, nor did I. I didn't go on IMDb. I didn't watch the trailer. Haven't watched the poster. I didn't even realise that Hasselhoff was the supporting actor in this. So, is this pre Michael Knight, pre Knight Rider? I'm guessing it is. What year? 1978. I would have to check the history on that, but I can do that while we're watching the film. I would say it probably is. <laughs> yeah. It'd be more interesting than the film, probably. Nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Phones out. <laughs> well, listeners, I think that is quite a good point just to take a brief intermission while we get into this. We'll be back shortly. We'll see you on the other side. Help. Right. Um Okay, listeners, I I, I have I'm at a loss. 
Um, honestly, I don't know what just happened. Um, I can't even accurately retell the story. We, we like, only had one drink before we watched that, right? Because that was honestly... I, I don't know what's I don't know how much I had to drink. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had a like granted a bucket of scotch watching it, <laughs> but that this this, this movie this okay this is a movie. <laughs> is it allegedly allegedly <laughs> quote unquote this is a movie apparently and it is straight trash. I mean. Star Trash, if you will. Star Trash. Like, the opening of this movie, like, they literally just try and lift as much as they can from episode four, A New Hope Star Wars, for anyone that's wondering what we're talking about, but, like, they try and lift so much from that that you have a ship passing above the camera. Granted, it is also a practical effect, and it, and it works, but... It goes on for what feels like 20 minutes. Yeah, that was a long-ass intro. It was Spaceballs level, wasn't it, mm. of intro? I mean, one thing I can say about this film was we had a shared moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It was a delight to be in your company for this film. I hate you, Ollie. I'm so <laughs> glad we did it. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. enough to punch you now. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what? Yeah. I can't actually... hide behind that monitor anymore, Corbett. I actually just want to take a little moment just to just to just to just to pause, just to reflect, and turn around to Ollie and go, Are you happy? <laughs> oh, immensely. Are you, are immensely. you like are you are you satisfied with the way this went down? Because like you got three people that are just about ready to slap you in the mouth. As if Mario <laughs> Brothers wasn't bad enough. Do you know what? I think partially that's why he did this, is because like he t- like he sp- he spent months with us, like fucking jabbing him in the ribs about <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. You go, I'm going to fucking get these dickheads this time. Payback. Pay <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right, okay. So, <laughs> I don't even know where to start no, with this movie. No, I, t- I just feel like I lost an hour and a half of my life. I think it was the fact that, like, like within like the first ten minutes, we weren't listening to any dialogue. We weren't listening to any plot. There wasn't if much. If there was a yeah. plot. I would say there's no plot. Yeah. We were still debating it 45 minutes into the film, so <laughs> let's let's just like scratch plot from this entirely. Sh- should we, should we try and at least reel off the characters here? Yes, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good place to start. So obviously good we luck. have. Mm. Um, do you know I was actually going to Stella Star who was, was played by Carolyn Monroe by Carolyn Monroe. Yep, uh, by oh. Carolyn Monroe. Um, Allegedly the uh, greatest pilot in the galaxy and some sort of superstar smuggler, but who actually did sod all. Who literally flew like twice in the entire movie. Mm. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there was her faithful companion. Um, uh, 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 Archon. Acton. Acton. No. Acton. Acton. That was it. Acton. <laughs> Um, yeah, like the um, acne. I don't know what his name oh, was. Who did he remind me of? Who's the? Um, he was like a workout guy with a big sort of bouffant hairstyle like that in the eighties. Oh, Richard um, Simmons. Simmons. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So it was a cross between Mork and Richard Simmons. Yeah, yeah. Richard, Richard Simmons and dressed like Mork from Mork. Yeah. Yeah. Actual Who, costume. As we found out, can uh, see into the future. And has magical powers. And has magical powers. Basically, MacGuffin. 
and <laughs> with legs. A lightsaber, mm-hmm. which was rather exciting for us all. That was fantastic, but I literally had Chris Rock in my head. Just got. I think George Lucas is going to sue somebody. <laughs> and it's a reference to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back for anyone not in the know. That's for not, all Gareth, you, for that's all not you. Gareth doing a horrendously <laughs> bad impression of Chris Rock. Well, I figured if I tried to make it too accurate, it would be very racially insensitive. So I just thought I would yeah. just try and quote the movie. <laughs> but so so you have these two who are then like very quickly apprehended by kind of like the imperial police well ah. no no the mighty thor and Thor. yeah <laughs> smurf floor 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 smurf god, god smurf of thunder floor. here floor. we go <laughs> right this is it i think <laughs> i'm not even going to try and repeat because it, it will just be pulled up time and time again smurf floor I think I saw Thor a Ragnarok. Super Clop. <laughs> I think I saw a Smurf floor during that troglodyte scene where they jumped over the camera. Floor, was... love and flunder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew in person was a bad idea. Uh, I just knew it. Too late now. <laughs> so you have the mighty floor and ro- and robot L. Mm-hmm. We're who- missing someone. Well, no, because they apprehend them, and then they take them to the prison planet. Oh, where they've been working for 12 straight hours. Where they've been working for 12 straight hours with Caroline Monroe in a leather bikini. And we've just seen Octopus Head from the Mighty Boosh. Yes, ah, yes. Yep. He's, the set, he's like the grand Inquisitor. Yeah, this is an outrage! <laughs> I was thinking more he was like the Quintessons in um, Transformers. I so. am off my tits! Like, that's... <laughs> Literally, like, is straight out, like, like, Ollie's right, is straight out of the mighty bouche. He sentences them to two separate sentences of hard labour on two separate planets. I wish this movie was two separate sentences. It would have been a lot quicker. <laughs> no, they just cut it in the wrong place. <laughs> oh, they have the weird jump cuts right. in this oh, film. So many jump so cuts. So weird. Like, just, just unbelievable. Like, even, like, even the opening credits, like, there's no dialogue. For the first 90 seconds to two minutes of this movie. And then all of a sudden, it's like the music abruptly stops. Yeah. And then it just cuts to inside this ship. Where all of a sudden, just like everyone gets like killed by these weird lava lamp mm. effects. Where you have three ships then escape. They get propelled out. Of the main ship. And I'm sure you see a stagehand's like, arm caught in the shot as well. Yeah. No plot point. No plot point. It's just like, this is happening. There's, There's like no very, exposition at all, is there? No exposition point? at all. Um, it's just very quick, very done. And then we go oh, into it wasn't the quick. That's true, <laughs> it actually. Yeah, quick. it was not great. So we still have no explanation for the thoroughly brain-damaged <laughs> pilot. I think he's just a survivor of the balls. Is that what balls. it is? Yeah, of I the balls? That of was the, why of the mist? The balls of doom, or whatever yes. they're called, yeah. So the you lava have this, lamp monster. Yeah. So you have this moment with the with the, with the the Count Zarthan um, <laughs> and one of his lieutenants that's just like feeding intel back to him. And like, one who clearly a, doesn't speak English and they've overdubbed. Very much. Because mm. like one thing is like the way that it's written, and it's really funny that you were saying about like, like Lee, you turned around to me during this and just said, like, who wrote this dialogue? Like, this literally feels like this was written by someone who is not, like, a, 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 a like a native English speaker. Mm. This was written by Luigi Cosi, the director, the oh. Italian director. So I wonder if that is 
some sort of implication yeah, of the script be. that was written because yeah it it doesn't it doesn't leap off the page a lot of the time as a naturally like english spoken movie so yeah. lost in translation is that what yeah, we're but, saying but not very good yeah well, very very <laughs> oh, sorry you weren't talking about no, very lost very, yeah very lost and very poor <laughs> but yes perhaps had we watched it in italian with subtitles it would have made more sense but i don't think this was also done in subtitles no yeah they're not they're not it's not like no. overdubbed in english it no. is they, they've taken wrong. a yeah no yeah. but but had the had the script been written in script, italian and yeah. filmed in italian yeah. yeah it would have made more sense it would have been more coherent well really? I, I don't know about that I want to take a moment to actually like just jump ahead because we get into this whole thing about Stella being in prison. Like you were saying, for like 12 hours. They've been at it for straight 12 hours. With pristine hair, makeup, and not a patch of dirt on her. I mean, yeah, all right. Let's call a spade a spade here. Like, it's Caroline Munro, and and she, like, it, like, in the 70s was a very definitive pinup of the era, and they very much try and lean into that for this movie. Unfortunately, I do feel as though that character and what she is trying to do suffers horrendously with leaning into just the the sex symbol element of that film. She's purely there for eye candy, right? She achieves nothing in the plot as far as I no, can tell. No, exactly. But what's heartbreaking is that like, when you have films like On a Majesty's Secret Service, for example, and you have Diana Rigg, who arguably for that point, in, for that point period in time for TV with the Avengers and cinema with that movie was a very definitive symbol of the time and is arguably one of the strongest like female roles of that period in Her Majesty's Secret Service and they don't really follow up on stuff like that in further movies five, six, seven, eight years down the line. But it wasn't the zeitgeist at the time that you, you didn't tend to see strong female characters in that kind of time period exactly and that's what makes diana riggs performance in that movie stand out so well particularly mm. now mm. but even then where they try and drum up this so-called smuggler best pirate in the galaxy that they do literally nothing with she essentially kicks off a prison riot and then fucks off in the instant she gets the chance oh yeah like she leaves, leaves people, all the others to die she leaves people to die it is <laughs> horrendous she does get a few judo chops <laughs> then yeah then she ends up like instantly outside like bef- like you don't see her like exit through a doorway she kind of climbs under this kind of like beam and then all of a sudden she's outside Running into some weird jungle yeah. area yeah. isn't it like into yeah. some into, into a some... field of wheat yeah. yeah but it does just turn out to be this like what almost appears to be a rather elaborate plan just to break her out of prison so that she can then be used by Thor and the Emperor to go on search for like this spaceship uh, and the space monsters. You missed it. No, so she was trying to break out, but they were coming to set her free, get their, her help to rescue. Oh yeah, Thor the, and Thor and L were yeah, coming. Thor and L were coming to get her. Even to, though they were the ones that arrested her, so why did yeah. they put her in prison in the first place? Why didn't they just all part of the game? Because they didn't need her at the time. Well, huh. what, what? All for twelve hours. Exactly. Yeah, they not happens in twelve hours. <laughs> that film jumps days, weeks. But the space. Yeah. I mean, that was s- my life. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, yeah, you say a lot happens in twelve hours. We watched ninety minutes of time, and fuck all happened. <laughs> a lot of costume changes. A lot of costume changes. Only by one person, really. Mm. Yeah. 
but she could style a cape and a fish tank on her head. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's just take a moment to talk about that at the beginning, where that where like her and an Actung come across Actung baby come across this shipwreck with this with this pilot that is thoroughly brain damaged quote unquote thoroughly brain yeah, damaged that is, yeah that that's is not a, us that's... that is yeah that's not us being insensitive that is verbatim a piece of script that is used in this movie where this lieutenant turns around to the count and says basically that, don't like, worry about him yes yeah, don't thoroughly... worry about him he is thoroughly brain damaged he went <laughs> i'm pretty sure that wasn't even okay for 1978 mm. like something's a bit off here stella gets recruited for lack of a better word by the emperor so these three ships that shot out of the attacked cruiser at the start of the film have ended up and crash landed on different planets and the plan is all they, over the galaxy all yeah. over the galaxy um because that won't take very long and then they have to the reason why he wants to define it is because like one of them is his son yeah contained his son who is the, also the prince well, the the other other part was that the um this ship where these um the main ship where these three shuttles came from, where they're trying to find this planet that can destroy the galaxy. I don't know the world. Mm. I don't know what the hell they're trying to talk. There's, there's no plot. They changed their idea of what they want. It, what it destroys. Um, but also they then have to find the commander, which is oh, sorry, was my only son. <laughs> the only son that is played by David Hasselhoff and Lee. During this, you asked if this like, like if this was like after Knight Rider or anything like that I have a surprise for you this was actually David Hasselhoff's fourth credit fourth fourth what were his previous three very little what I will tell you is that none of them were Knight Rider because this came out in 1978 Knight Rider did not hit televisions until 1982 wow so he was hot off the presses <laughs> They must not have seen this film. Then. They must yeah. not have seen this film. I don't Buried know deep. how he got away with this because you have, like, like, like you have these names that are quite established at this point. Monroe is quite established over things over the last kind of like five or six years previous to this, and then you have the Emperor, as we mentioned, played by Christopher Plummer, who at this point in the movie turns up in a very bizarre hologram because you have this moment where just he turns up unannounced. He's just there. There's this long pause. Look, there he is. Yeah, Robot L in his southern draw is going, oh, look, he's over there. Yeah. The what the fuck? Yeah. Because we probably should say that L is also from the deep south, isn't it? He's a redneck. like <laughs> Redneck robot. Redneck robot. Yeah, in the middle of a futuristic galaxy, apparently they still talk like this and they'd all want you to mind your P's and Q's. What? <laughs> you sure got a purdy mouth. I mean, yeah, there was... Oh, God, there was so much with this movie. I mean, he literally shouts yeehaw in the sort of ending couple of scenes, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. When he jumps out the window into space. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 sorry. I was actually just looking through, like, like when I said that Star Crash was, was was Hasselhoff's fourth credit, and you wanted to know what his others were. So his very first one was in 1973. It was an episode of the Dean Martin Show where he played a British guard. Oh God! The next one was uh, in Police Story in 1975, where he played a parking attendant. Well, as in Jackie Chan's Police Story? No. Oh. 
The next one, although that would have been pretty cool, but the next one, which really got me, is something. It was a was a movie called Caught with Their Pants Down <laughs> that came out in 1976, which ironically is how I felt watching this movie actually. And I don't know. I don't think it was that good. <laughs> but yeah, he played, he was in a movie called Caught Caught with Their Pants Down, and he played the character called Boner. Um, so what was the rating on that one uh, as you can imagine what that film's about as you can imagine that was an 18 this is fifth star crush 2 boner but yeah yeah he didn't he didn't appear in Knight Rider until like 1982 or something like that so it was yeah this was this was quite a long way off he was he, he was he was but a boy he was a, a, a mere a mere slip of a lad in this movie I know we jest but when he when he came onto the screen, he was the most believable actor out of a lot mm. of them, including yeah, well, Christopher while the Plumbing. Hel- while the helmet was while, on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, while the helmet, while the was, helmet on. was on. Yeah. yeah, okay, which was maintaining his perm. Well, it was, yeah, but it was like the voiceover was actually quite convincing and then it got to like the in-camera stuff and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> so I had to joke because you, like you have, like, like where you have Actung Baby, because I noticed that during, like on the run-up, in the opening credits and at the end credits as well, um, He's he he's top billing. He is, yeah. Which really surprised me. And so he's uh, uh, an actor called uh, uh, Marjo Gortner, who was actually from Long Beach. I thought like he, like like surely he would be Italian. Maybe it I was a cultural that. thing at the time. But no, he was he was from Long Beach, California. Yeah, just off his tits then. Just the off his tits, like banging this out of the cheap seats. <laughs> um, so, like like going through his IMDb earlier. Today, actually, I did find like one movie where I just, I mean, I have to watch this if there is a way to watch it. Uh, in 1989, he appeared in a movie called American Ninja 3, where he played a character called the Cobra. And God damn it, if just like those names in itself made me think, why haven't I watched that movie I already? I have seen American Ninja. It's the name doesn't surprise. I, I've definitely heard that name before. He's not in the first one. He's only no, no, in the third no, no, one. But I, I just sorry, you just sparked something there. Like I'm sure I've seen that film. <laughs> I mean, this film does prove he has some a major ninja skills, oh, as yeah. we saw. I, 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 I mean, absolutely. I'm, I, I'll, Karate I'll, jump. <laughs> <laughs> For the benefit of the listeners, Ollie has spammed Luke in the shoulder, who has not budged and. Actually, looks, like, actually actually looks, looks like he's going to smack Ollie it's so hard his eyeballs will switch reason. sockets. <laughs> I told you earlier, I'm so close to hitting you. <laughs> Those two are the sober ones. So I do need to talk about this, this moment where they're given this mission by the Emperor to, 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 to find the planet so they can destroy the weapon, find his son... And the first planet that they wind up on, because of course they've already found one wreckage, because that's where the thoroughly brain damaged pilot was. Mm. But they find the second one. <laughs> the nuclear engines were scorched by fire. <laughs> oh, this must have been a dramatic uh, landing on the beach where there was just like two scrape lines and a tire mark from where the Land Rover had <laughs> towed it in. But we did notice. Like with the second crash, we did notice because that's where we went. Oh yeah, let's like like we'll we'll take the shuttle down and we'll take a look. And there's probably like one of the most expensive shots of the entire film with that crane shot yeah. because like all of us had the combined reaction of holy shit, a location shot mm-hmm. because they're lit- like we're literally looking at the camera of this outside shot as it goes down. 
But that's where we come across these Amazons. <laughs> the Amazons on horseback. The Amazons on horseback with the graffiti red paint. There's the um, sort of dragon masks on their face. Yeah. Well. Yeah. On the, on the horses', horses heads. Yeah. yeah. Which, if you look closely, you could actually see under the mask and see that they, like, they, the like, they hadn't painted head. the face. The yeah. unpainted horses' heads. But, oh god, that was that was apparently on this planet. It's it's populated by Amazons who universally can't wear more than a bikini. Apparently, even the queen, she has a cape, but then underneath, it's which she does love to swish, unless she's actually <laughs> exposing one of her shoulders. Do you know, like when she's addressing Stella, okay. she ha- she has this she has this squaring off with her, and she kind of like shirks one of her shoulders out of the cape it's as like if that's a sign of you dominance check, you want to yeah. check out these bad boys check out this shoulder so just appeared to me because obviously she also says let's kill them and then next scene they've been captured alive yep. and they're oh, brought in yeah. and then L L gets L. shot yeah mm. yeah for the first time for the first time <laughs> for the first <laughs> yeah. time so L is a Terminator yeah. confirmed they 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 try to tug your compassion in this movie to hilarious failure because it's a, like, like granted it is a trope that is used quite a lot in movies but you do have this moment where like L is shot and we did have this moment like collectively where we just went did they just kill L and then the camera kind of pans to his hand and then we just think we're going to see a twitch we didn't see a twitch we almost saw like a full on fist clench like it like it was like a 10 it was more second more like an being milked say that say that slower while i dim the lights <laughs> <laughs> this whole this whole scene, so they have this whole i don't understand what this whole point of the amazons in this bit of the movie was about it was almost as that uh, almost as though we just that they just went oh we need to have uh another righteous yeah a bit of filler <laughs> and so we'll have this little fight here without any justification or or just further in plot so whatsoever. hostile for no reason whatsoever mm. just aggressive yeah they they're sure oh uh, are they yeah they, is that why they were the, the giant mechanical man thing Wow, you were, in, you were invested in this <laughs> yeah, film. Luke, Luke like you, were, you were picked up she on says, so much attention. of this plot. She said that um, that she's in league with the Count, and um, that's why later on their their aircraft, um, quote <laughs> unquote, <laughs> Amazon um, planes, the Amazon, the Amazon aircraft, yeah, yeah. The Amazon planes, yeah, because um, that's why they helped him out later on. Yeah, because they're in league. Uh, Don't yeah. Uh, I did not get that. You pay at attention. All. <laughs> you sure you didn't watch this before? <laughs> I want to erase this from my mind as well afterwards. <laughs> he's expelling it all from his memory. That's he's just trying to get it all out. This is a purge right now. <laughs> but, but perhaps we should go back to uh, the Jason and the Argonaut scene that well, took yeah. place. Here. Oh yeah, just before that, you got the one thing because obviously L comes, L's back to life, and conveniently there's a gun next to him. And of course, the next scene, he comes in, walks in, says his line, and realizes he's probably about two feet off his mark. <laughs> yeah. And has to then check himself, move closer to the queen to capture her. He does a little side shuffle in the shot, doesn't he? You could just hear a voice in the background going, Move two steps forward, yeah. Jerry. Left. Move. <laughs> Mr. Mark. Now you're going to Jason the Argonaut scene. <laughs> Have we met the um, Howard the Duck battle droids yet? 
Oh, the, go- the fucking golems. That mm. no, no, yes, we have because that's in like the first ten minutes of the movie that we then have to wait another seventy minutes before we see. Oh yeah, the perception of those quote unquote droids. As the Emperor is looking at them, and you can I literally have Father Ted's voice in my head the entire time with that. And you say, no, 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 these are up close. Those are very far away. We should probably explain for the benefit of the listener, because I implore you to not watch this film, listener, is that they are like Harryhausen-esque stop-motion animatronic, uh, not animatronics, you know, uh, puppet-type things. Yeah, stop-motion animation yeah, puppetry, yeah. 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 Just not very good. <laughs> How dare you? No, con- <laughs> considering the time, they are not a scratch on a Harryhausen model at all, are they? I'm so glad that's where you went, because for a second I thought you went, like, considering the time. I thought you were going to give it some sort of praise. I was like, considering the time? No, the only praise I do have for this film, and I think we kind of are in slight agreement, is the, the, sh- the ships and the amount of, like, thought and effort that has gone into creating like the battleships i mean they are just cardboard boxes with sprues and as we also realized in the last scene that there's like a a sellotape holder just attached to the side (laughs) and spray painted silver it was like a project on blue peter from 1983 did they get the turner in to do the special effects on this yeah (laughs) (laughs) wasn't that the floating city at the end (laughs) <laughs> what the yes oh no <laughs> so they escape these amazons and i want to talk like like honestly no hyperbole i could talk about this space battle between the amazons and their quote unquote air flyers in space for about 60 minutes well, like, i think one. it would take 60 <laughs> minutes to understand like the math it was yeah, like unbelievable. Because so, so at one point we thought it was one really long ship, oh yeah. But then it turned out to be six ships that were just glued together end to end, human centipede style, as it got thrown down I a ramp. I think so. I was thinking, I was trying to process this while we were watching it. I think they had them on like a train set or something, like some sort of track. Because when they turned, they all turned like. They didn't turn like a group of aircraft would. They literally all followed like they were attached on a train, right? And so they'd obviously like painted out the train somehow. Yeah, they were on a rail, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, some yeah. sort of some sort of like brio track. Yeah. Whistle go, woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, very very like I get you know they're trying to work with whatever they've got, but yeah, there were I think five. Don't make six. excuses for this dumpster fire. I will get into the budget with this right, with you okay. in a bit. I mean, yeah, but they, yeah, what was it? Like, the fight started, and they, we counted about five ships. And then they were like, they they blew up like three, and they go, yeah, we're six, down to five. Yeah, brilliant. And then they, it's like, there's three more coming from the left. It's like, no, hang on, you've blown up loads. What are you on about? Yeah. And then they kill one, and then they're like, yeah, well, we, we won, ha-ha. And then another set appears. Yes. And that's what baffled me. There was one scene where they cheered, and Thor was like, fantastic, we've done this. And then all of a sudden, there was another railroad of ships coming out of nowhere. And they destroyed, well, apparently six, but we only saw like three shots. Hmm. Yeah, because long. even at the end, they were like, oh, yeah, we've got, f- oh, yeah, four to go. And they shot one more ship. And it's like, we made it. What? <laughs> what? Unbelievable. And they land on the third planet. And that's when they find, like, they they find 
the ship. Oh no, we are actually skipping over a bit because yeah, they, I know I can't remember what happened either. Because, because <laughs> no, we're not be, stopping you. Carry on. It's fine to skip bits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because isn't this where they like Shortest land? They land on the uh, yeah. The they land planet, on Hoth. Yes, they do. Yeah. They land on Hoth, <laughs> where there is a like because the, there's the. <laughs> There is the there is the plot point where like day only lasts for a certain amount of time. Granted, that's how most days last. And then when the sun goes down, it drops by like three thousand degrees. A thousand degrees. A thousand degrees. degrees, Actung baby was telling them. And then everything it instantly freezes as well. Instantly freezes the second that the the sun goes down. And there is a moment when like L is is walking with Stella and they have this heart to heart and there is a moment where I just like legit thought that this was just like 78 softcore porn like there was a moment where I just thought it's like like I'm pretty sure we're gonna see Stella fuck a robot <laughs> I mean I think you've also missed the, uh, the the leap of logic where it's like we'd better get back to the ship our power packs won't last much longer well then we better lose them <laughs> <laughs> wait what What's no. weighing them down? It's I no mean, logic. To this it was no Snowpiercer, right? At least they get the kind of like peril of being out in the cold <laughs> and like needing a survival suit for it, because you get none of that in this. <laughs> Jesus, she's literally out there, like in like you know, kind of what was she in like a, a silver leotard and heels in the snow and no helmet, no no mouth, yeah, no, no mouth covering, nothing. That yeah. was the other thing that got me when she's like. Like fighting the 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 the, the 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 giant silver fembot on the Amazon planet. Oh, everything's silver. You know it's the future. Yeah, everything's silver. Boob guns. Not not as though the, like like they were actually guns, but for some reason it just goes like we need to make this look as though they're nipples on this giant silver statue. <laughs> I thought, why? And a very like bizarre like. Yeah, man, like, it's the 70s. <laughs> a very bizarre buttocks close-up that I've not seen like since George Clooney and Batman and Robin. That was <laughs> going for deeply, scale there, they? deeply upsetting to watch. It was bizarre. But yeah, just going back to like the Hoth scene, it's like the only way they're going <laughs> to... Su- H-O-T-H, not, not the Hoth. He's not, he's not in it for a while yet. The way they're going to survive this is by just lying down for a little bit and going mm. into... Cryogenic stasis. You, you that missed, was the bit. That you've was missed the reasoning, though, which Luke is desperate to tell us. I, go on, yeah, go yeah. On. It's because Thor, I mean, Floor, Thor, Floor, Co- Kojak, Call him Kojak. The Smurf <laughs> is actually working for the count. He's a bad guy. Right? Oh, no. And he's already took out Acton. Uh, yeah. I mean, he killed, killed him a, with a lead He killed Acton Baby with his baton in the um, command center. Yeah, on the bridge. Cluedo. Yeah, but yeah. then he was then stopped by Hal. I mean, the talking brain of the ship. Oh yeah, where the hell did that come from? What the fuck was and that about? Go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Never well, mentioned no, again. That the the ship? point was that the said... ship or the next ship they get? No, that was this ship. That was this ship. That was, this ship. And they... that was their ship. Oh, and they oh, explain Jesus. it away by um, Acorn Baby taking it... <laughs> <laughs> taking out a reactor. Oh, Which, yeah, a his reactor, little triangle thing. It, I would assume would be quite large, but no, he just pulls out this little triangle. Like the equivalent triangle. of like removing like one spark plug <laughs> and just going, yes. this will work. Literally. Yeah. But also, the ship seemed to be sentient at one point because there's a massive giant brain. And then it's just, there's just, it's not brought up again. Which is never all. mentioned again. No. I mean, that's quite an interesting like storyline to go. Oh, hang on. They've got AI on this ship, but. 
we're just going to well, forget about this. It involves too much scripting. I don't think the uh, existential crisis of AI and whether it's real was kind of top of their list when they were writing the script it's for this. It's so funny when you think like how much in terms of script and editing and so forth that you need for a movie of these sorts of scales and how many people we saw credited for dialogue, dialogue editing, writing. I mean, I get the impression there was a lot of ADR in this. For sure, but it's just it just blew my mind because it's just it's just abysmal. Like so many well, people that are accredited for the writing of this movie, and it just doesn't work. George Lucas historically cannot write dialogue, but it is still more cohesive than what we witnessed. So should we maybe caveat this that it appears that it was written, the dialogue was written more by someone who's native language is not english i would agree with that as you know there are some proper fucking nonsensical sentences in this i I, no, i think that's right i I think that's fair obviously when we talked about this earlier and 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 luigi cozy did like he did write the screenplay for this but yeah there was just like you would just imagine that with the number of people assigned to it i guess surely someone would just say we might need to tweak things here and there was english their first language though was well, was he a bit of a i want to say auteur but that's, that's probably giving him too much credit like, <laughs> you know what i mean was he one of those kind of directors like no this is my script don't fuck with it type deal so like you know although there were people there to say yeah you know maybe we should change this to make it make more sense or any sense perhaps was i it, mean you know, it was really interesting type? it's really interesting that you that you say it because apparently caroline monroe was his first choice only choice to play stella and whether that's actually down to the fact that like apparently and what part of putting caroline monroe in a bikini for the entire shoot was you know what made him choose that but i think part of the reason is is that even he was quoted at one point saying that he saw this movie as a sci-fi version of sinbad oh, which okay. i get the parallel which yeah. caroline monroe appeared in, in, in Golden Voyage. So I get that sort of parallel to a degree. And, I, 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 and to an extent, I see what they're aiming for. It's just piss poorly executed. Because even when you see what they've done here, comparatively to what has been made at the time, hmm. this, 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 feels like, this feels like something that I could make on my phone now. Hmm. Arguably, we would probably do a better job because we've got all the kind of help of all the research and how ILM did it, so we can learn from that, right? True, but at the t- but to, but this is also part of the thing is that like like there was th- there were there were things graphically that were kind of being done at the time. Like practical models like this were nothing new. Hmm. Even stop motion at that point was nothing new, but they still didn't land it in terms of quality with this. <laughs> no. I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna nitpick the script about with this movie anymore. I've said my piece about it and it's an ongoing thing. It just kind of feels like the perhaps the studio were like, we need to make a sci-fi film. We need to you know, Star Wars has just come out, we need to jump on this bandwagon, this theme is gonna be big. Who can we get to do this? <laughs> right. <laughs> I know this guy who knows a guy who has a camera. Who knows David Hasselhoff. <laughs> it, there is a little bit of that because at least with Star Wars, the script, it feels like it's science fiction. You know, even if you don't fully understand it, 
it it makes sense for mm. it to be a science fiction film. This is like this is just thrown together. The script is just words <laughs> yeah, being vomited on a page. out by people who have no inclination of it, what it means. I think the trouble is like like the movie itself was really was just fought with problems production wise, like right out of the gate. Um, including the fact that like so the shooting actually took over six months. <laughs> <laughs> really? How? Yeah. The film what? So it's oh, actually sorry I do know because that last explosion lasted about twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> Un- it was all the establishing shots of all the ships. Unbelievable. <laughs> and apparently, so, so yeah, it took like over six months to make, and it was brought to a halt constantly due to financing problems. The film was originally made for American International Pictures, but after seeing the final cut, they declined to release it. <laughs> Thank you, but I wonder no. why. <laughs> but what was funny is that, like, then New World Pictures stepped in instead to pick it up for distribution, which is where Roger Corman came into it. And obviously, like, like literally, the second I saw Roger Corman's name pop up in that opening thing, I just thought, "Oh, this isn't a good sign." <laughs> so, for the benefit of uh, the listener, who is Roger Corman, and why is he so infamous? So, Roger Corman is uh, he. he done a lot of like creature features and so forth but ultimately he uh, for uh, for me is more known for uh, a very failed version of the fantastic four that was made in the 70s is that the infamous one that's never been released that you keep seeing that goes that does the rounds every so often on the internet or is that the one from the 90s that that exact one that exact one but just to go back to the film though the scene where she is cryogenically, or not cryogenically frozen, <laughs> because angeled. she's just literally laid out on the snow, holding hands with Elle, who is going to support her life by keeping her heart rate going. But yeah, re- regardless, well, she, she's still not going to feel the effects of frostbite, like eating away at her. But there is quite a clever scene where she is brought back into this, well, they call it a chamber, which is like <laughs> riddled... It's the like egg. Swiss it's an egg. cheese. Yeah. That I was it. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Just there. They literally <laughs> laid her on the bed and then pushed her in. And then Acorn like did some lights. Acorn. <laughs> and Acorn Electron did some lights. And then like Acorn the Aurora Atlantis. Borealis just kind of like appeared, <laughs> and she started like melting and thawing it, out. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she was like in a Revlon commercial. She, I actually her, her hair was glamorous mm-hmm. eyeliner. I actually had my reality shattered there because I would, like I remember turning around to you guys and just said, "Well, that actually is going to take some time because you know they've got to get rid of various aspects of makeup, <laughs> like frame by frame." And then Lee and I looked at each other and he just went, "Oh, it's probably in reverse." I went, "Oh yeah, you're probably right." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these guys! <laughs> it's been a long week. <laughs> so, so after. After Stella and Elle's little, like, meet cute in the snow. Because I did. I literally thought, like, through that entire bit, because she's giving the whole thing about, like, oh, yeah, you were, like, I always thought it was, like, your your worst quality because, like, you wouldn't give up and you were always going to hunt us down. And I realised it's the best. And I went, are they going to kiss? Like, is... Well, yeah, that that whole, like, scene just makes zero sense right and it was like they were steering them towards something of like this is gonna now be kiss. yeah this, now kiss but 
No, like nothing. Like mm. there was no delivery in anything whatsoever. Ev- everyone appears to have known each other for a lot longer than they ever do on screen. Oh yeah, t- like time. Time literally means shit all <laughs> in this film. Later on. Yeah, yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god. There's a reason for it. <laughs> so, so before we get to that point, obviously we get to the next planet, and that's when we find laser raptors. No, that was Kung Fury. No. <laughs> <laughs> You missed the the best bit. They they find the um other crash ship, and then L goes, "I'm going to be a robot chauvinist." <clears throat> oh yeah, the robot chauvinist. Time and, for and, a like, robot like Lee though, that was when you and I turned around to each other and went, "Did did Luigi Cosi forget the word chivalrous?" <laughs> Surely, if it's, it's like, now's the time for robot chauvinist, that you would turn around and say, now get back to the ship, bitch, and make me a pie. But instead, you're doing the right thing. You're just going to say, well, let me find out this danger first. You wait here. Yeah. Yeah. Chivalry was definitely the word they meant to use there, right? Unbelievable. Very old. Unbelievable. But yeah, so that's how they find the ship, and they're trying to work out where this pilot has got to, can't find him, move on to the next section. And that's where they meet these very questionable cavemen where I witnessed more taints jumping over a camera <laughs> than I care to admit. They do that Power Rangers flip, like where the camera's clearly <laughs> mounted on the floor and they do like a flip over it. You know what I mean? Like you always saw that in like all the putties from Power Rangers <laughs> would like leap over the camera. <laughs> it's the, the equivalent of do a barrel roll and they all just yeah. like disperse. What do they call them? The troglodytes? Troglodytes. Yeah, troglodytes, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just, this is after they've been through the lava lamp then. We've missed that. We've missed the bit where oh, they go through the yes. lava lamp, yeah. and like Acton is just like, "Yeah, yeah, we've done it. Yeah, brilliant, we won." And like everyone else beyond has died essentially. And all he did during that was just shout "fire" quite yeah, a lot, and, and never fired. N- nothing was fired. Yeah. So did they just have to break through a barrier? Was it all an illusion? He just had to shout "fire." Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 and they could have ended it then. We would have all been very happy. Mm, how I mean, did like how did L feel that pain? Yeah, being a droid compared to Acton, who is of indeterminate species. Yeah, to the point, like to the end of the got right. I love the fact that like, like, like for someone just saying, "So Ollie would have punched you in the throat." That this man has retained more information about yeah. this movie than all three of us put together. Go on, Luke, Go enlighten on. me. No, there's one big thing we forgot. He also can see the future. We haven't uh, got to that. No, we have. Have we? That was a bit after the reactor when he went. Oh, I took the chip out because he knew Thor was the bad guy. Oh yeah. I mean, I'd stopped caring at that I point. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've retained some plot points. Well, not well. There's no plot some, points. Quote, some unquote, plot. <laughs> some plot points. You've retained that all the points under I the writing credits. Is it also Luke Goff? <laughs> because. <laughs> You're the only person who knows what's going on. There is so many oh, refined. Thanks, thanks for the royalties for watching this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he can. He can see the future. I mean, seriously, fuck Acton. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, oh, this movie, and because because I love the fact that like we actually had to rewind that bit, didn't we? Like we literally skated over the facts about what he's trying to say. And we're, wait, wait a minute. How is he? Mm. Why is he talking about the future? What's going on now? Is he going, oh yeah, you would have just used it to change what was going to happen. Is it, what? Yeah. <laughs> How does that... Yeah, what? It makes no sense. So it's not like th- one of them makes a big sacrifice play. That's like, oh, I can't tell you because it won't happen. Like, you know, that kind of style. It's just... Yeah. No, you'd have just not bothered. <laughs> so they're going against these... 
these troglodytes where Elle gets fucked up again. Like, badly. I mean, she just gets grabbed. No, Elle. Elle. The robot. Oh, sorry, Elle. He gets yeah, dismantled. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. You're his, you're his number one advocate in this movie. Like, you were turning around to me him. at one point and just saying that, like, he's like the only character I care if he yeah, comes back. this is true. But we also did just get a, a very, very brief glimpse of a golden helmeted figure, didn't we, as well? Just leading up to this. <laughs> Your no, honour. No explanation. No, yeah, no explanation. We, well, all. speaking of golden helmets, though, like we have neglected to mention the penis hats worn by all of Emperor, uh, no, Count Zarthan's troops. This was very Mel Brooks. Like this yeah. was this was very Spaceballs. Yeah, I mean the sweeping curves on them just—you know—they they couldn't resemble a bell end more if they were trying. Ah, uh, I like. How did they not see it? That's what gets me again. They like, the, like, were they were they sort of going for like you know HR Giger esque kind of designs there? <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe, but it's the fact that like you know, like we're saying, it's, oh yeah, it's very Spaceballs. Spaceballs came out nine years after this movie was made. Maybe Spaceballs. Nine years. Maybe Mel Brooks saw this film and thought, genius. I, I, I'm literally wondering if this had some sort of influence because, like, how it all sets up. There are too many, like, there are too many kind of, like, parallels and similarities between stuff like this that you see in later movies where you just go, oh, yeah, there's, they've clearly seen this. <laughs> have we have we touched on the uh, the whole bit about, you know, we need to go into hyperspace to get there, otherwise it will take us two months, and instead we can do it in two hours, and then they do it in, like, two minutes? Not yet. Has that not happened yet? I thought that was early. No, that's happened right? because Thor well, was in the ship. Uh, yeah. That's that. Oh, that, that, that was that was when they probably. went. That was that, that was same the first trick mission. later on as well. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, nobody else has heard of hyperspace. Oh god. Right, where were we? Actually, well, thinking about it, do they even call it hyperspace in A New Hope? This is the only Star Wars film that's out at this point. They call it light speed quite a lot. They don't actually mention hyperspace. I don't think until The Empire Strikes Back, do they? Um, I think you might be right. And I, I can't remember. Just trying to like play the film through in my head now. Yeah. What did they say when um, Millennium Falcon gets to Old Run? Well, it'll take me a few seconds to get the make the jump to light speed. Uh, maybe these... so they talk about the hyperdrive though, don't they? Yeah, maybe. Anyway, we we I mean, oh, actually no. Then again, Defender, the game Defender, that probably predates Star Wars. That had a hyperspace button. Maybe you realise the last ninety seconds of what we've been talking yeah, about is probably not this more film. interesting yeah. than the last hour <laughs> of this movie. Yeah. The whole entire routine. <laughs> but anyway, we perhaps yeah, should move on then and get to the most <laughs> yeah. exciting part where we find out that the golden helmeted gentleman is in fact the Hoff himself. The <laughs> golden head. The saviour of uh, our beaches and now space. And and banging like um transams. So banging what? Ba- banging what? No, yeah, as banging in like, what? As in a You can't call them sorry. that. <laughs> what is like Oh Jesus. No. <laughs> Now you know how I feel, (laughs) (laughs) as in you know a Trans Am with a really bitching like red red swooping light thing. (laughs) That was what I meant by banging. Give up now. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Knight Rider. (laughs) (laughs) Banging Trans (laughs) Am. I'm sorry, we just lost Gareth for the moment. <laughs> Please hold the line. <laughs> so we may move on without Gareth for a moment. 
Anyway, yes. I'm back in the room. It's good. Sorry, that just just caught me off guard. I don't know why that amused me so much. (laughs) The whiskey, maybe. So we we get we get a Hasselhoff's reveal. Now, what got me with this because like Stella has this whole bit of exposition, a whole bit of dialogue with him. Because I swear she says that like his father sent her. I honestly can't remember Luke. You've been I, I don't know. Or he, his name is Simon, but they never, <laughs> Simon that regal but they name. They never state state his name previously. Mm. So all she knows, she's looking for a the prince. commander who was his son, um, Prince Simon. Prince Simon. Yes. Just, just mull on that for a um, minute. <laughs> Out of all the names, yeah. she didn't know his name was Simon. Well, not that we know of. And then she goes, "My name's Simon." Yeah, but it's just how ridiculous it sounds. I'm I am Prince Simon. When you have Stella. L, floor. Stella Star. <laughs> Stella Star. Star. But they have gone to a lot of effort to give them like, well, space names. I mean, air quotes. Space there. Simon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space yeah, L. Yeah, you say space names. I mean, like Stella Science. Star sounds like she should be pulling pints at the Rover's return. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, porn star name. Come on. <laughs> Zarthan as well. The count. Zarthan. Uh, uh, uh. God. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's later on, folks. <laughs> Anyway, the golden, gold, golden helmeted guy, uh, he can also shoot purple lasers out of his eyes. Oh, yeah. He never that. does that again, does he? Well, because, he takes no, because it's the mask. It his helmet loses Because it's the power, helmet that it? can do it. He doesn't have the power himself. He literally just says, like, it's an energy mask. Oh. But it only has a limited amount of energy. Now who slash, is paying attention? Slash budget. Well, that's what I was going to say. Literally budget for the helmet usage. Yeah, yeah we're going to have to get rid of this. We can't. There is no way the budget included the helmet. Like, that plastic fucking just peeled off his face. There was not a lot of money put into that. <laughs> Papier mache, wasn't it? At that? one point, I thought it was Baraka from Mortal Kombat. Like, it was... <laughs> I mean, it's the rubber squeaky suits as well at this point, for both of them. Ah, yeah. This is when Acorn turned up again, because oh, yeah. he, saw, them, he saw the future, so he trotted it along and uh, appeared with his lightsaber. Blue at this point. Yep. Yeah, yes. blue yeah. at this blue point, because it's been a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he comes in and literally cuts up all the cavemen. He just absolutely he goes ham on them. proper ham, doesn't mm. he? Like... And then he seems to know exactly where they are, exactly what this planet is, and where they should now go next. Future powers. Future powers, yeah. Yeah, he literally knew it in, like the entire time. But he doesn't go to another planet. It's on the same planet. But if he knew all of this in the first place, why did they go to the other two planets in the first place? Because he couldn't change the course of history. Yeah. But how did he know that was the... Oh, I'm not getting into this. Because he's journey. from the future. Yeah, okay. He knows what happened already. You can't change fixed points in time. I mean, I will point out right now, I'm going to pass this anyway because I'm <laughs> getting annoyed. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> you also find out there's a little riddle about trying to find this planet. And then he solves it. Wait, there's a riddle? Yeah, there, yeah, there was, was a riddle, yeah. Two defenders of the planet. Yeah. Like, there's red lava lamp orbs and these troglodytes. Yeah, the Wait. red the red balls of Xandar, whatever the fuck they were called. And then, <laughs> yeah, the troglodytes, apparently, were the two defenders. bands of defenders. Wasn't yeah. yeah. And the first planet only had the Amazon flight squad. The Amazons so... on horseback. <laughs> what? Yeah. And there were, were, there, were there any bad guys on the ice planet of mm, cold? No, the planet itself was the bad guy. And Thor. Uh. Oh, yeah, I thought, yeah. That anyway, bastard. so they realise they're on the planet they're trying to find. <laughs> Out of all the planets in the galaxy, he's like, oh, yeah, this must be it. And <laughs> as he says, if you think about it, simple, really. 
<laughs> Duh. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. Of course. Duh. Oh, missed one of those lines from L previous. Was it logic and emotion? Yeah, oh, so, okay. And so, emotion. Right, so, so, so for the benefit of the listeners, after a while we were talking over this so much that we thought, okay, we better put the subtitles on just in case we miss any quote-unquote plot points. And when we did this, there was a moment, because these are clearly some sort of like social media style bullshit automated subtitles when they go because like when we were watching this on amazon there is a line where like l turns around and said like oh yeah program for logic and emotion yeah yeah program for logic and emotions but the subtitles said logic and emotion as in animation (laughs) and i just completely lost it i just so well this this just pretty much spells out the rest of the night i think that ai generated subtitles like i can't be sure oh for sure if anything, it was probably an improvement on the script. I mean, I certainly did spend a bit of time just saying, and emotion? I mean... Is that a new word? Did keen, I learn something? Yeah, did it, <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Wrong film. <laughs> Have you not got the sound effect for that? No, I switched it on the board tonight. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Failed. Because, I th- because literally looking at the poster, I just read, there is nothing I need to know that this movie's going to teach me. <laughs> yeah, speaking of sound clips, you know one thing we've missed is the incredulous corner. But then we have spent the entirety of this in the incredulous corner. That so it's not really po- a corner anymore. But that is a good point. I'm going to turn the key just for clarity. And now we welcome you to another edition of Lee's Incredulous Corner. 90 fucking minutes of incredu- incredulity. Yep. And we are only at about minute 53 at this point. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> And it feels like 27 years. <laughs> I think we've all visibly aged during this film. It's not even that late on a Friday night, and yet we all seem haggard and just, tired yeah. and <laughs> depressed about this film. All emotionally spent. I yeah. think. Oh, so, <laughs> so much. I mean, Christ, like where, do, where, do, like where, where have we ended up to with this? I've completely lost. So we're on a planet. Yeah, we're on a planet. Yeah, no, Acton has Acton has come down with his lightsaber and like cut a bitch, and yep. then and then they go to that reactor room thing, don't they? I kind of lost. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. They yeah, go yeah, to the yeah. reactor room, and we meet the golems. Is that how we're pronouncing them? That no, is... no, no. The emperor, uh, not the emperor. The count bursts in first of all and goes, "Ha ha! I have you!" And now my is it your. My failure, no, your success will become my triumph. One, yes. two, three captives. Ah, ah, ah. Because, yeah, let's point out the, the costume was very much on the nose here. He mm. had the high collar, the cape, the, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. facial hair. Essentially, and, budget Ming the Merciless, right? Yeah. I'm not sure what was going on top of his head. It was just very flat. And then he had these rather like bushy earmuff Did warmers that were going that? on. Did they? Yeah. His hair would just flick at the back. Oh, uh, okay. I, honestly, I, I can only see his, like, beard. Yeah, then there was some, like, explanation about why he was doing this, and I think it all just turned out to be some eyes. kind of, like, trap, wasn't it, to lure the... Yeah, it was a trap all along. The, the Emperor in, I think. Mm. And then they were going to explode. Or <laughs> yeah. well, is it they have... He says, oh, yeah, we've got, like, is it... There's one quadrant left before the thing blows up, and we're like, a quadrant is a unit of size not distance yeah yes. like not a not a unit of time then the emperor arrives has a big long spiel and then they're like we've got 48 seconds to oh right the yeah planet. yeah yeah okay yeah 
So, oh, hang up. We, we've also something happens to Acorn here as well, which oh, I think you might want to touch oh, on. Yeah. yeah, because there is it's it right. The okay, as well. yeah. So here we get into the Return of the Jedi portion of the movie, where <laughs> where Acting Baby ignites his lightsaber, and this shows like even though it's not called a lightsaber in the movie, Amazon have actually named it a lightsaber. I think I literally think George Lucas is going to sue somebody here, and. He decides that so acting faces off against the two golems with his green lightsaber, fucks him up, but then he gets cut in the arm, which apparently is fatal to his people. <laughs> like he literally just goes, I gotta take the bench, meh, and <laughs> just and, and and goes to his next leap to see which point in history he turns up in. Like it was literally something <laughs> out of Quantum Leap. But then, because Hoff gets the lightsaber as well, doesn't he? And that's when you properly see the whole, like, he, he, he goes proper fencing into He's that. He's full on fencing, isn't he? In that? Yeah. 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 It was impressive. I will give him his dues on that. Like, like that little. I mean, he's just shadow fencing, really, because it's against the stop motion puppet, isn't it? That's even more impressive when you think about it. Well, no, because they would peek behind the curtain here. They would. It's obviously when they're animated and you see them on screen, he's essentially back projected. So what they've done is they've they've done it frame by frame and they've matched the animation to the frame by frame. Yeah. So he all he has to do is do this and then they'll match the animation. But to you it. still need to have the form to make it look good. That's what I'm saying. Like 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 his form yeah. in what he was doing was quite strong. I guess. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The rest of the film was fucking garbage. <laughs> and then yeah, so we get the Christopher Plummer turns up for his big scene, and I mean. Oh, yeah. What does he say about the stars? Is, is this the bit where he says about the stars? That's at the That is right at the very the, end. Uh, the, this is this is where he turns around, and we see the MacGuffin that we didn't know we were going to get. <laughs> how long is it? This place was forty-eight seconds. 40, yeah. No, he didn't even ask like how long have we got? Like like, like Caroline Monroe literally turns around to the Emperor, turns around to Crystal Plummer, and says, "We have forty-eight seconds before the planet blows up." Are you like what? Well, she's been counting. She's been counting in, in her head. Since that quadrant yeah. was announced. Yeah. Since that quadrant. <laughs> well, because even during this, she doesn't say a single word for like mm. 10 minutes. Yeah, she hasn't spoken for a she, long time. She just stands in the background. It's like, why is she even just stood there? Well, she's supposed to be the lead character. She's yeah. done. Yeah. Why are you here? <laughs> yeah, she's done fuck all of notes for like 20 minutes. <laughs> That's when the emperor turns around and says, I have some powers myself or something like that. And he looks up. He doesn't have a communicator or anything like that. It's like he's yelling up to the ship. Ship of light or something. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Basically, start the time ray as this green <laughs> light just like plasters the planet. <laughs> he says, within the next three minutes, the entire planet will be enveloped. And so, yeah, but... Yep. <laughs> You have 48 seconds. You don't have three minutes. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have three minutes. But then it only lasts for three minutes as well, I think is the implication there. But it's like, even then, that's still a rubbish weapon. It's like, great, I could stop time for three minutes. It gives me three minutes to run away and make my escape, right? <laughs> How far are you reasonably going to get away from somebody who's chasing you down, who's got you dead to rights in three minutes? You're yeah. not going to get that far. You still need to get off the planet, yeah. off the ship, yeah. and the ship needs to get away from the planet. Yeah. I remember you'd say, around to me and just went like are they gonna leave the other soldiers there because 
Only three of them have walked they into in, the thing. They get into like a lift or whatever, you know, the space elevator or what the hell it is, wherever the hell it is. And yeah, <laughs> then all the guys, all the soldiers are still stood there like to attention on guard in their formation. And then they filter in like once all the principal cast are into the lift. But it's like they just wait long enough where it's like, are they just, have they been frozen in time and they're just going? It's very odd. I uh so this is <laughs> so this I literally had a Peter Griffin moment here when they get to the ship and Christopher Plummer is saying about mm, the Emperor thinks we're dead. Now we have the upper hand. Ma ha ha. But to defeat him, we only have one choice. Star crash. I literally <laughs> had that Peter Griffin moment of he said it. Yeah. <laughs> it's that Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like <laughs> staring at the screen pointing. Because, right, now this this is, do, do you know what? Fuck it. This movie doesn't deserve one key turn. It's getting a second. <laughs> and now we welcome you to another edition of Lee's Incredulous Corner. Should the corner not be just for, for all of us now rather than just me? Well, yeah, but it's historical. <laughs> You have to. You have to remember your roots. You okay. have to remember oh, where you from. That's yeah. true. I was the first one in. Absolutely. You established the house. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I laid out that corner. The mansion claimed it as my own. Yeah. He's in the left wing. He's in the And yeah, now we've all put on extensions. <laughs> yeah. House that Lee built. So you've got this point where, like, Star Crash is basically <laughs> like utilizing the fourth dimension. No, it. it... <laughs> It's an elaborate name for crashing a city into yeah, whatever that's what got me. Like they were just saying, like, like talking about the fourth dimension. Are we seeing what happens? Like, no. Basically, it involves you going to this floating city that is part of your kingdom or what have you, and literally crashing it, it and crashing it into the counts. We've neglected ship. to mention the counts' incredible oh ship. The counts' incredible ship, which again is literally something out of Spaceballs, because it's a hand, an upturned, a palm, palm up hand with fingers that articulate. Which, when they start attacking, makes a fist. Battle mode. Battle <laughs> mode makes a fist. Well, I say makes a fist, but because of the animatronics behind it, <laughs> kind loose of approximation. kind of makes a kind of makes a loose grip, which is highly questionable slash suggestionable. <laughs> um, Fortress Wankathon. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't care for it. I didn't like it. I didn't feel safe. I didn't. I was not okay. Um, I mean, to be honest, what I was half expecting to happen is that the fist would rotate and a massive lightsaber would appear, mm-hmm. and then that I was waiting for the swing and punch. Uh, yeah, oh, big old just punch. Rocket yeah. jets come out of nowhere and just like propel it towards Cloud City. I mean, given the amount of insanity that resides in this movie, I'm surprised it didn't do the stereotypical, highly like racist Italian pinch. <laughs> <laughs> Which I swear at one point it almost does. <laughs> I think I think if it had like swung like a punch at the city, that would have actually looked quite cool. It would have looked better than what we got, right? I mean, its defense was it's the the men just shooting their their guns out windows. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There wasn't much explanation here, was there? It wasn't. It, yeah. It was perceived that the star base had like turrets mounted to it, yeah. but when they cut the inside <laughs> of the ship. You just had some guys on a balcony firing at the floor. Mm. So perhaps you were supposed to put two and two together, get 
<laughs> yeah, 12, all... 12 million but and they're actually all... shooting out of windows. We all sat there and went, who are they shooting at? Yeah, because at <laughs> one point there was actually... Well, that comes at later, one point there it? was yeah. actually laser bolts going... In. Like in the yeah. throne room as well. And they were firing places and we didn't understand that it's like, I don't think you understand how space works. <laughs> I don't think you understand that like... That's like well, they clearly don't when the boarding torpedoes arrive. Right? Like you're all but, dead. Well, well, the boarding torpedoes, yeah. yeah as, because as Luke we, was about to say, yeah. Yes, Luke, enlighten, gone. They arrived on torpedoes, <laughs> <laughs> but that is but inside those two men. But they um, smashed through the smashed glass. Through glass windows. Yeah, because <laughs> what was like the stained glass windows as well? <laughs> what was it? What was the phrasing? There was something that they said, or they just oh, yeah, like I think Luke said it. It's like they're arriving on boarding torpedoes. I didn't see. I didn't hear that when it was going. Like, like I thought, like, like, like they said that. Oh, it was they're lost in the in they're the, arriving. Uh, like, like plus torpedoes or something like that, mm. and th- th- then all of a sudden, oh, so the torpedoes are arriving. Or something. Yeah, so, yeah, tor- it, yeah. Like they're arriving. Like, yeah, torpedoes are arriving, and that's when we went. Torpedoes are arriving, and then these missiles like land in the throne room, and like caskets, the doors just like fly open, and two soldiers pop out of each one. Oh, but it, there's soldiers in the torpedoes. It's also the way it arrives through the window. It's not like it just like is being propelled through the window. It's like someone's like chucked in because it's a clear <laughs> it's like arc, Evo, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's just like, and there they go, funk. Right <laughs> now you've got two like unconscious men inside because <laughs> they've just been rattled around. Oh come when that was empty, then it. Oh, yes, yeah. <clears throat> zero. They are behind. Zero explosive decompression as they smash through the thin glass. Mm. Either none of them are wearing environmental suits. It's oh, the it's lack shocking. of physics in this movie is insane. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. sheer bending of physics, yeah. Because we should say quite early on there was a ray gun used that fired at forty-five degrees oh, yeah. while they were pointing upwards to shoot one of the <laughs> the poor radon wielding. Uh, uh, did we slaves. miss the bit about um, Thor being taken out by Acton as well? Yeah, we missed that. As well. Where he like reflects the laser blasts back at Thor. Oh, force powers. Yeah. Like repeatedly. Yeah. It's not like he like yeah, he just stands there with his hand up, right? Yeah. Like it's not like he just like bounced one lucky shot off and it got in between the eyes or something. Like that gun repeatedly fires for about ten seconds. And I just went like, like, like stop shooting yourself. Stop shooting yourself. Yeah. Stop shooting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> It's so bizarre. Oh, anyway, just unreal. Right, so I'm going to jump ahead to the end. Yeah, sorry. So um, did we, did, we sorry. got to the floating... Basically, the whole idea was to use Star Crash, this weapon, which tended just to um, uh, come near this floating city and just crash it into the... Empire. It's the sci-fi equivalent so of picking up a brick next yeah. to you and throwing it but through a car window, what right? What we haven't actually told you is there's a surprise character that comes back. Oh, L yeah, L is, comes back. L has been recreated with new parts. Um, but he looks exactly the same. Um, so him <laughs> and um, Stella, can't remember her name, uh, trolling this 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 planet, and um, decide to um, abandon ship, should I say, by jumping out through a window. Well, first they run along a balcony, amazing, in space, um, and then jump out of a window and float there, waiting for um, Hasselhoff to save them. But did we also miss the fact that the fourth dimension in this particular universe is not time? It is large city thrown straight at threat. (laughs) (laughs) That was implied. (laughs) The only fourth dimension that's broken is when Christopher Plummer stares right down. He does. I literally camera. Yeah, I I I couldn't believe that. And makes this like rather like 
bizarre statement about like humanity. Planets I, will shine. I honestly, <laughs> honestly, even now, I struggle to work out in my brain if that was just a really dumb move or it was <laughs> or a only, fever dream. It's the only or it might have been, or it might have been the, <laughs> like like one of the only clever bits of the film. Yeah, like because like it kind of lulls you into a false sense of security, and he's giving this speech about he said like about humanity and well the threats have gone for now and he literally spikes the lens like not even like subtly he very sharply looks down the camera and you're like oh shit okay too. yeah <laughs> oh do you know what yeah i literally just thought are they are they angling for a sequel maybe maybe we should make it and like do it in a swedish fashion like the old uh, be kind rewind do you think do you think if oh, i reached out to i do love that film <laughs> Do you think? Do you think if we reached out to Hasselhoff and just say we want to do Starcraft <laughs> two on a shoestring budget, would you be game? Hey, he appeared in uh, Kung Fury, right? Oh my God, he's so. Oh, can you imagine? What would the, we call the sequel? Oh, Starcraft two, the crashing. The crashing. <laughs> <laughs> the fifth dimension. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> now there's two cities. <laughs> Star Crash 2. This time it's crashing. <laughs> so yes, we did just skip to the end of the film there. Sorry, Gary. Yeah. We were we very did, close. No, we did, yeah, we were we were we were closing up. I did <laughs> But needless to say, we were quite happy when it ended. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and that is where one we minute all... thirty of credits or something, yeah. wasn't there it? There was a, yeah, so yeah, so like for a movie that was hundred and thirty one minutes. The very abrupt credit started at one minute. No, no, it wasn't one hour thirty. Yeah, it wasn't one hundred. No, no, sorry, it wasn't one hundred thirty-one minutes. It was one hour thirty-one minutes. It was ninety-one minutes. But then, when the credits rolled very abruptly, it was literally like Christopher Plummer gave his final spike to the lens of like maybe next time, motherfuckers. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing, but like (laughs) it's a bit like Frank Langella's like I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah, (laughs) no, you won't. And then credits, like literally abruptly coming out. It's like directed by Lewis Coates because Luigi Coates did not want his actual name on the credits. <laughs> he wanted to sound a little bit more American and potentially trying to blame it on someone else. But then, yeah, you have like literally a minute and a half of credits. I cannot remember the last time I saw a movie with a minute and a half of credits. And most of that was dialect editors. <laughs> yes, because they did such a bang up job. There was a lot of ADR, so clearly the sound was not good on on the takes that were used, so they had to re-record. And I think there are a few instances where it's quite clear that the people speaking are struggling with the English because English is not their first language, so Mm. they've obviously been re-dubbed by another actor. Yeah, yeah. But as I see, Luke is wanting to slam his head between two doors. (laughs) 90 minutes later, only 90 minutes, and we've still gone through all of this together combined but that help is the film so i mean (laughs) i i did do a little bit of digging prior to this (laughs) brave brave man um i found some very interesting stuff on the way so, for example, um, as you can imagine, this has not been particularly well received over the years. Uh, Ever. 
current Rotten Tomato scores at time of recording, uh, critic scores of 29%. <laughs> That's, oh, high. Wow. That's higher than I thought. Audience scores of 36%. Good Lord. But it does have four out of five stars on Amazon. I'm going to get to that. Don't oh, you worry. Because <laughs> it's like two people, a one and a five star. Yeah. And it's probably our fault that it goes up to five now because it's got to watch. So <laughs> so the other side of this is the the budget of this movie, allegedly was four million dollars coke budget <laughs> I, was thinking thinking exactly. <laughs> I think we were all thinking it right how much how much really do you think this movie made i'll go I, I, i'm gonna go clockwise lee less than four million less than one million give me give me a number or, uh, or are no, you saying uh, like five, up to a million five hundred thousand five hundred thousand okay. i was gonna say about that. maybe four hundred thousand well, I, well, I think they're still playing, paying off the uh, the hairspray bill. <laughs> so, let's say twenty grand. When I did my digging for this, I found out that the box office takings for this movie was four hundred and seventy-eight thousand. Wow. wow! So, Lee, I was being quite literally overly, like generous with the guests, to be honest. Like you were, you were, I you were close, like very, very close between the two of you. <laughs> yeah. So, as you can imagine, it made a substantial loss. I did not do much further digging as to <laughs> movies that it beat in the box office <laughs> that year or movies that uh, beat it at the box office because the answer would be nothing All and literally everything. <laughs> Could not believe it. I have not seen a box office take that low. Since doing it, like, like we're not even like during this podcast, two years that we've been doing it. Literally, I have never seen a box office take for a movie that low, ever, ever. It's quite shocking. What did the four million dollars go on though? Hairspray. Well, yeah, hairspray. Okay, <laughs> so here, so so here's here's a few other little bits and pieces that I found out along the way here. Uh, one, Christopher Plummer actually admitted that he only did the film so that he could visit Italy for free. <laughs> genius. Legend. Absolute genius. Quote for that was says, give me Rome any day. I'll do a porno in Rome as long as I can get to Rome. <laughs> Getting to Rome was the greatest thing that happened in that for me. I mean, you did think it was close to being a porno, so. I did, yeah. I still do. I think Rome's overrated, though. I'm not having this conversation with you right now. Compared to the other parts of Italy, come nope. on. Nope. Nope. All right, fine. Nope, not doing it. So... the uh, so, know I'm right. I'm not doing it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not getting this. So, uh, Christopher Plummer was allegedly paid $20,000 per day. Sorry, $10,000 per day. But even so, for 1977-78, when they were making that, was still a lot. Two days. As a result, most of his scenes as the Emperor of the Galaxy was shot in a single day. Oh, bloody hell. (laughs) And actually, wouldn't have even needed to be in Italy. No. Because he was a hologram for one of them. So, uh, some other bits with this. Uh, Caroline Monroe did most of her own stunts. I think none of us are particularly shocked by that from what we've seen. <laughs> what, falling over in high heels. Falling over in high heels, going, oh, There's a few L, kicks. help me. There's some judo yeah. chops. Yes, judo yeah. chop and kicks. Apparently, there was 
a deleted scene, and I will try and find this that we can include because a dinosaur was originally supposed to oh. appear in this movie. <laughs> that would have made. Oh the my god! Film. <laughs> can you imagine? So one thing that we have not touched on for the production of this movie, not not necessarily like the the, the direction, acting, what have you, but I want to talk about the music for a split second. Hmm. Because originally this was offered to uh, Ennio Morricone, obviously uh, Italian composer, once upon a time in America, originally uh, La Cagio Fall, and most recently The Hateful Eight as well for Quentin Tarantino. He turned it down flat, and it then went to, of all people, which I still cannot believe, went to John Barry, as in James Bond composer John Barry, which, to be honest, you can tell in the way that the music is done. It is very Bond-esque. But what amused me was that apparently the filmmakers were highly reluctant to allow John Barry to see the film in case he decided to quit the project entirely. <laughs> what amused me is that, like, in t- like in total, because I didn't actually check to see, like, how many credits Barry had uh, in his resume up to that point, but in total, to date, it was 132 composer credits. Uh, Morricone, at this, at this point here, was 529 credits, so clearly, with experience, came a lot of good judgment. He just went, nope, not doing this. There is something that I found out that apparently, so, so like, I, I, the, the the film premiered in Los Angeles on March seventh, nineteen seventy nine, at the 7th Saturn Awards, and I'm pretty sure the Saturn Awards isn't that also where William Shatner did the "I'm a Rocket Man." Quite possibly, yeah. Oh. Any relation to the Razzies? Because Jesus Christ, this thing deserves. Quite I a few can't. Years. I can't believe that was nominated for Best International Film, actually. <laughs> so I think we're, we're right. Low so, on, like, yeah, options right. <laughs> what, Filling out the numbers. Yeah, but yeah, Best well, best International for the for the Saturns. I can't imagine that oh, there's right. a lot actually going on at that point. What I will get, like, part of me is just wondering, can I stomach this film again? Because I actually found out during my research that it is actually that it has actually been done on Mystery Science Theatre 3000 on Netflix, The Return. Oh, really? Yes. And I really struggled with, because obviously I wanted to be surprised and slash disgusted with the rest of you this evening. <laughs> and part of me was like, "Do I watch this to see what?" No, it was it was what, and yeah, I I think there's a, a a universal feeling between us about this film. But as you can imagine, there are some people out there who did not share the same opinion as us yes who actually had five star opinions of this movie favorite bit (laughs) so the first one i don't have a review because it was essentially an essay but the title just won me over so i'm going to give a shout out to that and the first one was the pantomime menace (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was great i thought that was lovely (laughs) the next one was a real classic at last in Blu-ray. Because, <laughs> yeah, seeing it in high def is going to really help. A real classic at last in Blu-ray with many, many extras, but the quality of images are really beautiful. The movie was so colourful. If you love 70s sci-fi, this is a must. 
must in capital letters, to which point I will say, again, George Lucas, 1977, wind your neck in. Does the the Blu-ray come packaged with a baggie full of white powder and a spare credit card? I, I, I couldn't believe it. I think I was more incensed at the fact that, like, this wasn't even one that was someone watching it on Amazon Prime, like us chumps. Like, Blu-ray. you've bought the Blu-ray. Was it you, Ollie? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm now using it as a coaster because we got rid of Super Mario. But also, the quality of the film, as it was pointed out to us, there was a hair on the screen <laughs> as Christopher Plummer is doing his final speech there is an actual hair across the negative what quality yeah. are they talking about the image looks great does it really <laughs> last five star review that I found title says first two words are in all capitals better than Star Wars mm. That's got to be a joke, right? Well, it has to be. But the way it reads is absolute genius. Proves that George Lucas is a plagiarizing hack. I mean, we knew that. Yeah. In general. Based everything on Buck Rogers anyway. Yeah, you don't have to be a dick about it. <laughs> so it must have been badly promoted at the time or intentionally buried at the box office. No, I don't think intentionally buried. Like, it's <laughs> truly appalling. Now, luckily... There are some like-minded individuals out there. First one is titled, Oh Dear. <laughs> Say no more. That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That was Lee. That was Lee. <laughs> mic, mic drop. He said, it makes Spaceballs look like a masterpiece. First of all, asshole. Hmm. Spaceballs is a masterpiece. Fuck you. Spaceballs is great. The acting is so bad. You seriously don't care for any of the characters. I hope to God that the five-star reviews were satirical. I mean, of course they were. I think you're just naive. (laughs) If you think people actually like this film, what's the matter with you? The next review was, this together with the Turkish Star Wars is probably the worst films ever. Yeah, yeah, hang on. Rewind that bit. Oh my God. Hold, Hold the fuck on what are you is the turkish are you star- not familiar no. with the turkish star Wars? holy Should shit we? what hold on luke what <laughs> wait i'm waiting, I'm waiting to say something wait <laughs> what hold what what yeah okay so wait what <laughs> we've broken gareth guys <laughs> again hang on we may have to press a button here wait. <laughs> and now we welcome you to another edition of Lee's Incredulous Corner. Amazing. I'm so glad you hit the right button, though. Holy shit. Right. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, I don't even know where to start. It's literally... So, imagine... <laughs> so, there is a pirate... But, uh, so, there is a... Ba- like, essentially, a pirate production of Star Wars out there that was the, the, like, this Turkish version of Star Wars where they took various bits of like the flight and special effects bits and pieces but then the live action stuff like like with the actors is in Turkey it's truly terrible okay so it's re so the live action scenes are reacted by Turkish actors yes in- but 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 yeah but but obviously like under a budget and not nearly as I can no only imagine yes by, yeah. by the way you're going on right Oh my god! I can't believe that. How yeah. have you seen this? 
Oh, is it? Is it? It, it, it is all that? You don't know my life. Like, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the shit I've seen. <laughs> I've been through shit. <laughs> where would where would one get to see Turkish Star Wars? You you you, you, you leave that to me, sunshine. <laughs> January is going to be a banner start of the year for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Next review, because for a split second I forgot that we were doing the reviews. What do you get when you cross Barbarella, Flash Gordon, and Star Wars? A hot mess with Christopher Plummer? Exclamation mark, question mark. <laughs> and there was one, I threw this in because it amused me no end. Uh, because it was in French. <laughs> so, excuse me while I butcher a language a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read the French first. And then, uh, and then we'll get okay. into the translation. Uh, mais le problème est qu'il est uniquement en anglais, en Blu-ray, et comme je ne mettre pas l'anglais, je ne peux rien en faire. I thought that was quite good. Loosely translated, super film. But the problem is that only in English in Blu-ray, and since I don't master English, I can't do anything with it. So this motherfucker... <laughs> Bought a Blu-ray that was in English, still liked it, but had no context of what was actually happening. Neither did we, and we speak the language. <laughs> English, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, so, so that was a one-star review. Yes, and it was super film. Crazy. <laughs> so his complaint is actually about the physical the language, Blu-ray, about the quality of the Blu-ray, not the actual film. Toy Story Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that actually a review for Star Crash? <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, uh, the the last one star review that I found was the money they spent on this movie. They could have bought a lunch at McDonald's. It's <laughs> <laughs> being generous. So I want to get in quickly and loosely with recommendations and i'm actually going to start things off quickly by saying no 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 <laughs> i literally uploaded that effects tonight <laughs> literally for that moment because no i would not recommend this movie no i would not recommend that you watch it in the slightest i'm gonna go as far as to say Fuck you, David Hasselhoff. Fuck you, Luigi Cozy. <laughs> Fuck you, Amazon Prime. You have the audacity to raise my membership this year by 20%. And this is the shit that you are storing in your cloud. Fuck you, oh, you Jeff pay for that. Bezos. No, that's included in the Prime membership. So oh, I'm paying for that in advance. It. So fuck <laughs> you, Jeff Bezos. Incidentally, listeners, I would like to highlight that the Geeks Journal podcast is now available on Amazon Music <laughs> and Audible if those are your preferred podcast streamers. But incidentally, Amazon, thank you, but fuck you. Now, <laughs> I'm going to go clockwise for a split second. Lee. Should we not go to Ollie first? Oh, no, I'm saving this little prick for last. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Um, I'm going to be slightly controversial. Actually, I probably would recommend it if you want, like, a bad movie night. You know, lots, totally, of, people, lots totally, of people do yes, bad movie yeah. nights, and this this is a top contender. You know, a lot of the time, like, things like The Room, Deadly Prey get thrown around. This one, This one's pretty bloody good because it's so nonsensical that it becomes... 
utterly hilarious. I mean, look how much fun we all just had watching it, right? Oh, completely. And, uh, and granted, I am being, you know, I am being more animated for the fact about, like, like getting a point across and, and amusement and entertainment value rather than it is... Oh, it is trash. Don't get me wrong, is, but like, it's like, trash it is, in a good way. It is complete trash, but it is fun if you want a decent, like, everyone bunch around and yell at a screen yeah, yeah, for 90 yeah, minutes rather exactly. than actually like absorb anything that's going on unless you're luke in which case he's absorbed like 99 <laughs> percent of this movie tonight i mean i'm gonna have some nightmares <laughs> don't give me no no don't give me that bullshit you loved this movie prove me wrong i <laughs> i didn't love the movie <laughs> you're um, I think it was a bottle of shit. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know because well, you talk about like the reviews, and I could clearly see it's like an, if you watch this back in the day when it was out in the set, you, there, there are there could be some fans of this. Um, Nobody but, watched it back in the day. Do you not remember how much um, it made? Yeah, I mean, there's like there's ten people, <laughs> there's a couple, and there might be a few still alive. Um, yeah, no, I know I wouldn't recommend this. I would not. I, <clears> you said <throat> like you said to write. I don't know. There's some bits, but it's just because I think some of it just reminds me of other films, and that's the thing. Yeah, it just that's what I get from it. It's like going, like I was talking later on, like um, with Act On, and he could see the future, and I was like, well, he he knew he couldn't go any further because he was going to die, and I just kept thinking of Kroll yeah, and, and the Cyclops. Yeah, so yeah. I was like going, it just reminded me of other films rather than, and this film had no plot. There's no, <laughs> didn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, it had a plot just not a very sensible one yeah i mean <laughs> no the... which we didn't actually get like, like let's be real here we didn't get any indication of plot for 45 minutes of this mm. movie there's no mm. exposition dump at all at the start and you're like what the fuck is this and what's going on no we literally saw a ship explode <laughs> and we were just there going what just happened yeah well i yeah, I I, I feel that those people should not even attempted to make this film. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're bad, and you should feel bad. Yeah, I mean, you did a bad thing. What I want to say You're is bad person. Yeah, you should not have chosen this film. I was going to say, <laughs> speaking speaking of people doing bad things and poor Ollie, choices, I'm poor life so choices. pleased I did choose this, and I'm glad we sat down and watched it together because it is absolute. Garbage. <laughs> there was a slight bit of charm about it, but only in the only in the way that it was like it was ent- it entertaining to watch. As it was a bad film to watch and a really bad film to watch as a group because we could absolutely like throw throw mud at it. I You're right. I really appreciate it yeah. from that point of view, and yeah, I, yeah. and it's probably one of the the better ones that I have watched with people. That is a rubbish film, just because it. It doesn't take itself seriously. Like things like the room try to take itself seriously. This clearly did not take itself seriously. No one in it took it seriously, and I just really yeah, enjoyed didn't. it for that. <laughs> but I am never going to watch it again. No, and I'm no, not going to make is... anyone else watch Stop it either. Lying to us. <laughs> yeah, you bought the Blu-ray. As I go home and order the laser disc. We literally <laughs> just read your review. <laughs> It is no, it is definitely a hit it and quit it movie for sure. Mm. But um, if someone wants the same experience we've just had because they're sadistic, I would recommend this film <laughs> for that very it's reason. Perfect, perfect for crap movie night. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I think the the friend setting probably helped it. Mm. If you watch on your own, God help you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I oh no, I I I think 
I think like like Luke, when you when you mentioned this last episode and said I like you looked at the poster on your phone when we were on that Zoom call and you just went, I think we need to watch this together. Like I don't know if that was a safety blanket thing, but like your reaction <laughs> of like, I think we need to watch this in a room together and I was like and I looked at the poster and I just went, Oh yeah, this is yeah, this 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 doesn't bode well. I couldn't have got through that on my own. I needed, I needed the group setting. I, I yeah, I, I, I think if, I think if I watch it solo, I think the amount, I think the amount that I would have drunk at that point would have been more than when I watched Mario Brothers, hmm. and after a while, I just stopped giving notes in Mario Brothers, like because for a while, like after a little bit, like my handwriting just, I could not make it out anymore. I just went, I'm done. I think you would have lost the enjoyment factor of it as well on your, i do yes on, on your, yeah. It's, yeah, on your it's, it's very similar i'm not i'm not aligning it with anchorman but the way i watched anchorman was i watched it on my own so yeah i i, I lost like kind of the event and the theater of it mm. if you mm. watched this on your own i think you would have tried to take it too seriously you would have looked, read too much into it whereas we were able to enjoy it because we were together yeah because yeah. we gave it a complete berating as we went along yeah it is yeah. It is the kind of film that you can enjoy where plot literally means nothing. You look at it kind of like situation by situation. Just go, well, this is just insane. See, I'm just looking at the because I I deliberately didn't look at the poster ahead of this. I'm now looking at it now, and from what I'm seeing, other than you know the gratuitous blooming nudity in the in um, Stella's character picture and the constipated um, Arkanoid or whatever the fuck his name was acting. Like it actually looks like a wildly different film. Like you've got L there brandishing two guns, looking like quite the badass, and a relatively cool-looking sci-fi ship in the background, which arguably looks like much better. That is not actually the worst promotional poster I have seen for this. I there mean, is... that looks like the VHS cover on the next picture on IMDb. Why is Christopher Plummer orange? Like, it looks like. Oh yeah. <laughs> It looks like an Oompa Loompa, which is actually oh, is quite interesting. Oh no, that is straight up bananas, listeners. <laughs> I will, I will throw up a selection of <laughs> posters that this movie released at time of release. There is some howlers, bonkers versions of this. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, tell me that that's that was the, not, that's the New Hope. That's the tell new me hope that one. was not ripping off a New Hope. Yeah, sorry, 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 listeners. listeners yeah, we, yeah, 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 yeah. We're giving too much. Through. We're giving too much visual medium for an audio podcast. We do apologize, <laughs> but I will throw up a load that we've looked at this evening just to say, like, this is crazy. Yeah, ultimately, yeah, not just remember not the fourth dimension. Like, so it goes height, width, depth. Throw a large city into something. Yeah, fourth dimension, floating, floating city. Hurtling towards the space. Yeah, is the fourth dimension. Time is not the no longer the fourth dimension. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Knowing is half the battle. I need to put that effect back onto the board. You do. Yeah. Or you know. So, as we gratefully wind down, we do have a little bit of housekeeping to do beforehand, and that is with the next movie. Now, granted, the uh, time of recording, we are coming towards the end of August. So, Luke, your your birthday choice is actually coming a little bit late uh, due to the fact that we took a little bit of a hiatus, and I am actually going to be sacrificing one of my choices <sighs> so that we can get back on track. Don't worry, I've got 
a couple of good ones for you to close the year out. Quote unquote good. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have, I have, I have plans. I got, I got. I mean, this is coming from the man who picked Van Helsing. I'm still. I got irons in the fire. I got irons in the fire, and that was a great one to talk about. You cannot deny. <laughs> True. But Luke, what do you have in store for us as your choice for this year? I have tried to go away from Ollie's choice. <laughs> <laughs> Abruptly um, and speedily. I, 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 because I want to watch something that I thought was decent. <laughs> so um, I've gone, for, I, I scoured Netflix and uh, Disney and Amazon. Um, have a look, trying to find some sort of films I haven't seen for quite a while. Um, so the film I've chosen um, is from 2000. Um, the uh, main... Um, character is has a funny name for an Englishman and that's the first clue and the other clue is do you like dags oh no so my choice is as I said the 2000 Guy Ritchie film Snatch wow do you know what <laughs> I'm gonna just seen the penny drop in Ollie there like he didn't get that he didn't get the reference tip of the hat wow it's been a long time since I've seen I've it I've never Same. seen it I just I'm aware what? of that in popular culture what why oh, are you great. guys surprised at this now? No, after I'm, two I'm years. never surprised. <laughs> Lee doesn't watch movies. Yeah, he doesn't watch movies. I watch a few, but not not as many. But no, a very good movie. I'm yeah. cinema trip with that Keen. one. Yeah. Keen. I watch it like I watch it like like within the last year. I've watched it, so that wow. that'll be that'll be that'll be a fun one to, to 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 get into. I know that Damien will have an extensive amount to say about that as well. We've like we have a like we have some 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 things with that movie that would be really fun to talk about good stuff oh, I was so looking forward to it anyway that <laughs> is something <laughs> what so, do you like dogs do you like, do you like dogs <laughs> <laughs> oh dear well after all of that rigmarole with this quote unquote movie question mark I think that's a good time to to leave things so First of all, Lee, Luke, Ollie, thank you very much for joining me in person, actually. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm trying to hold back the tears. <laughs> <laughs> what, from being together or from the film? The emotional fallout? Yes. The, the film? Yeah. <laughs> I don't cry when I see you guys. <laughs> anyway, thanks for having us. Thank you. And listeners, thank you for joining us for this exhausting excursion but we hope that you will join us for our next one which will be just as entertaining take care of yourselves and until next time end of line <laughs> <laughs>